Hi everyone, welcome to La Mezcla Latina. This is the first episode. I'm so excited. Um, I know a lot of people tuning in are my friends and family, so thank you for listening. But for those of you who don't know me, hi, I'm Dominica. I'm going to start off with a brief background about myself, just so you get to know a little bit more about me and kind of why I started this podcast, who I am, and my involvement in relation to the Latinx community. So to start off, I'm 23 years old. I'm Ecuadorian. I live in Maryland, like 30 to 45 minutes from D.C. I went to the University of Maryland, and I majored in communications with a focus in public relations and a minor in U.S. Latina Latino studies. I also followed the honors thesis track for my comm program where I conducted studies about Latino TV representation in mainstream media, and I compared Um, I can go so into depth about this, but I compared a show from the 70s to a contemporary show on Netflix and kind of how the representation changes. And then I also did a second part to the study where I looked at how the media portrays Latinos in a certain show and how that kind of influences policies, specifically looking at DACA. So yeah, I I can go on about that. Now I work as a marketing associate for an advertising company. And yeah, that's kind of what I do now. The main reason I wanted to start this was because I was reflecting back at what I learned in school, what I kind of am interested in now. And I just have this deep passion for music that I was like, you know what, I want to bring it all together and discuss it all but at the same time I want to share the stories of people I know from the Latinx community and have them you know tell their story because there's so much that people do that goes unnoticed it's crazy to me um so yeah that's really why I wanted to start this podcast but I'm gonna go through the reasons more in depth I wrote it down so I wouldn't go off track but I just hope this podcast becomes a resource for knowledge but also for entertainment and kind of fun discussions because I know we all have different opinions and we all do different things So it's kind of good to hear from each other in our own experiences. So one of the first reasons I want to talk about is kind of the whole thing that a lot of us aren't aware of the history of Latinos, Latinas in the U.S. You know, I when I studied U.S. Latino studies, I learned so much that I wasn't aware of because we're not taught this in school. At least now where I am from, I know a lot of schools in the South, like in Texas mainly, try to push for these programs, but so many people try to stop them and prevent them from flourishing. But it was in those classes in college that I learned about Los Pachucos, the Young Lords, the Mexican-American War, like the Treaty of Guadalupe, like all this stuff that I didn't know was part of our history. And you know, it doesn't matter what country you're from. This history matters because it helped pave a way for our presence in this country. And with that, it wasn't until college that I learned that. And how old was I in college? Like way over 18. And it's crazy to me that we don't learn this information until way later. And that's if you're exposed to it or if you're aware that it exists and you take matters into your own hands to seek it. And it's weird because it's kind of this whole thing that I would have never discovered unless I went to college. And in college, I experienced this whole reverse culture shock, if you will. I grew up in a predominantly white neighborhood. I went to school. I actually looked it up because I didn't want to sound stupid or just like assume things. But I went to a school that around the time that I was in school, I graduated high school in 2015. But around that time that I was in school, the Hispanic or Latina population was like 12%. That's nothing. And now I was looking at the numbers. Keep in mind, I'm not sure how reliable these websites are. But now the population for like 2019, 2020, only went up to 18-ish percent. So that's so crazy to me because 
that's literally like what i don't even know what the number would be but it's way less than half obviously and half of it was white and the rest were um divided into asian and african-american etc so i think it's so crazy to me but then when i went to college the first two years i went to community college because i got a scholarship that paid for both of the years but i maintained a close to a 4.0 so i did that because it was way cheaper than going straight to umd like the state school and i'm so glad i did it but in community college, the population for Hispanic or Latinos was 24.6%. I think this is as of this year. Black and African Americans is 27.4 and white is 22.9%, etc. So it was almost equally divided in terms of the population and there was way less white, at least there's two-ish less percent of white people in the community college than there is Hispanics. And I was just like, whoa. So when I first went there, I experienced this whole like reverse culture shock because I saw so many Hispanic people in my classes and I was like, what? I'm not used to this. I just wasn't used to it. And it was nice immersing myself in like programs and joining clubs because I was like, well, I'm, I'm kind of like low-key liking this. This is my culture. You know, you, you really try to get a taste of it if you put yourself out there, which I did. But then it wasn't until I transferred to UMD, I was taking classes for UMD while I was in community college, like doing dual. But then I transferred to UMD and I kind of experienced the opposite because I was like, wow, I just went from being in such a diverse environment for two years and now it's gone, you know? And I, I guess it was just different than what I expected because I assume going to a school that's in a county where the minority is the majority, you know? And I guess I just was shocked because majority of my classes, or maybe it was just my program, but they just weren't representing that. So I was kind of like, what? Then I remember being in orientation and they were going through a list of the minors and I was just like, what do I want to minor in? Because I knew I wanted to minor something or double major in something. And I remember the guy was going through the list of minors that they offer. And the main one that popped up like to me and was on the very bottom, I think it was the last one, was U.S. Latino studies. Well, they call it U.S. Latina slash O studies. Um, and I was just like, what the heck? I didn't know this was a major. And I was just like, uh, yeah. So I remember like telling my family and my friends, they were like, oh, well, what does that really like help? Because it's a minor, like, you know, and I'm like, I don't know, but I want to do it because it sounds so cool. Like, I didn't know that this was a thing. And after seeing like there, there was no one in my program that would look like me kind of I could relate to I was just like I need to do it I'm going to do it so I did it and it was so awesome because the application was easy it's so small the professors like you get the same professor for multiple courses and the classes are small and everyone in the class was Latinx you know and since I was with them for two years in like the same classes it was so cool to kind of get to know each other more which was really really nice so yeah I kind of just wanted to touch on that because it's kind of crazy that I went from literally no diversity growing up to going to community college for two years seeing so much diversity like really trying to emerge myself in it and then going back to like state school and seeing no representation and I was just like okay wow so the minor really helped not just put me in an environment with people that looked like me that relate to me but also to learn so much knowledge of people who have been here that are latinos and made their mark here 
And so with that, like, you learn so much about what other people did in this country. And I was just like, you know, there's all that history, but there's people here who are still doing and pushing and fighting for more equality and who are trying to break barriers in their fields. So I, the second reason I wanted to do this was because I want to share stories of people from our community. I want to talk to more people who are you know, struggling or succeeding X, Y, and Z. Like I want to share their stories because like I said, the best way to learn is through other people. And I think it's a great way to kind of put yourself in other people's shoes. And you know, a lot of places aren't like, you're not just going to go to a radio station and be like, Hey, how can I, can I come on air and tell you my story? Like, no, people usually only take you in if you're famous or unless you have something really important that brings so much value and revenue. So I know that I wanted this to be a space where literally anything you do, I want to shine light into it or I want to share your perspective. And I think that's really awesome because I think growing up, a lot of our parents push us to finish college because, you know, they came here for a better life and stuff. But they also push us to follow careers that are known to pay well, you know, the doctors, the engineers, the architects, etc. And you don't really think about those other roles that might be overlooked that make so much money or as much money and it wasn't until I started networking that I saw it firsthand that I was like well I don't have to follow that path or you know whatever so it it kind of is nice to hear other people's stories and know that you don't have to go that stereotypical route to kind of get out of that survival mode and seek that job security like you can do it with whatever interests you if you do it right and so speaking of interest I want to talk about the entertainment industry in this podcast I obviously want to talk about tv sports books all of that but the main interest that I have is in music I just have this whole passion for it ever since I was young like going to concerts meeting celebrities blah 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 But I have this itch to research and discover new genres, new artists, especially within the Latin sphere. And it's funny because it wasn't until high school that I started to seek that whole reggaeton sphere um, on my own because, you know, my friends weren't listening to it. And the only people that were were my brother and sister, but at home. And it's crazy because then my senior year of college, I got an internship at SiriusXM. And if you know me, you know I talk about this all the time because it was just so fun and I learned so much and it it was amazing. But I literally didn't have any experience. And I had a, I forget what a position I had applied for originally, but I remember being called and asked if I was interested in doing um, music programming for Latin channels. And I was just like, whoa. And then I got super insecure because I was like, I don't know if my Spanish is as good as, you know, they think it is because I'm fluent. And this and that, like so many like thoughts, but I did it and it was so awesome because I listened to artists that I would never have listened to, like uh, Banda MS, Los uh, Tigres del Norte, Intocable, Leodan, and you know, I also got to edit really cool interviews like with Evie Queen, Delgado, Tempo, HL. It was all really awesome and I also got to go on air, which I was so nervous about, but I was on one of their Latin channels and overall it was all a great experience, especially because I did research on genres and artists that I would have never listened to on my own, you know? And so I want to talk to people and see what different genres they listen to because we hear the mainstream music, you know, like there's pop, obviously, and then reggaeton is the mainstream genre in the Latin community. But, you know, within the Latin space, there's so many different genres. And I definitely want to talk about that because it's so cool to talk about those underrated artists and your new discoveries. It's a topic of high interest to me and it's something that I know everyone has a different opinion about and different tastes in. 
And, you know, with different tastes in our music, there's also differences in our culture. And I just think back from when I was younger and all my cousins would come, even now when they come, it's just so crazy that we have the same culture and traditions, but we execute on them so differently because we grew up so differently and surrounded by different things. So I definitely want to hear about other people's cultures and how they grew up. I personally think it's a fascinating topic to think about and discuss because sometimes we forget to acknowledge or at least emphasize, you know, that our stories aren't the Latino story or the Latino way to grow up or whatever. Because, for example, let's say someone asks you, how was it to grow up in a Latino household? Do you talk about this and that and whatever? But it's important to note that we all have similar experiences, which is why we can all relate to those memes and videos. But it's not all the same for everyone. You know, what you experience is unique to you. You might have similar stories, but... There's so much that people don't express on a daily basis. They don't put it as their highlight reel on social media. So I think it's going to be really interesting to talk about all these different topics with people from the community. And, you know, I'm going to do solo episodes here and there because I have topics that I'm passionate about. And I want to talk about that history that I learned in school and dive more into it. I love having these discussions with people who also minored in U.S. Latino Latina studies or who are doing their own research with it. So I'm really excited, guys. Thanks for listening. You know, the older we get, it's so important to keep the history alive. If you plan to have kids, like it's so important to pass this information down so it never dies because it happened and it's so important to remember it. And I love it because I remember like growing up, my dad would always talk about history. He was a professor, a math professor in Ecuador, but he would always talk about history from other countries with us. And it wasn't until I was older that I actually started listening because now I'm starting to appreciate it. Like I want to know it and I want to pass it down. And so I hope what you learn here, you'll pass it down or share with your friends and family. And quickly before I go, I wanted to share some facts about Ecuador because I think that'd be cool if for every guest that we have on we asked them something about their culture, their country, their music taste. So I wanted to share a couple facts that I looked up. Um, the first one, keep in mind, these are Ecuadorian facts. The first one is that in 2008, Ecuador was the first country to officially recognize the rights of nature. As someone who loves to hike, I didn't know this, but it says rather than treating nature as property, Ecuador recognizes that nature has constitutional rights and has the right to exist, persist, and maintain and regenerate its vital cycles. I think that's beautiful because there's so much construction here and there's always trees being cut down. So I think it's amazing that they acknowledge that. The second one, which I think a lot of people know, but I still find fascinating and cool because this is a name that we always hear in science growing up like in school but it's that charles darwin visited ecuador well specifically the galapagos islands in 1835 and largely based his theory of evolution on the discoveries he made there i think a lot of us know that but keep in mind that it started in ecuador um number three is that guinea pig known as koi is considered a delicacy in ecuador its consumption is seen as an ancient tradition and I wanted to include this because my family tells me that I used to eat it all the time when I was little. And I think it's so crazy because I would never do that now. I can barely do chicken. I'm just so weird. And I think it's crazy that I used to love this and my parents would buy it all the time. 
but it's an interesting fact to note. <laughs> That's going to wrap up this intro episode. Please go give the pod a follow on Instagram. The handle is at Pod. That's P-O-D. Let us know your feedback or who you want us to feature in an episode. It's crazy who we have lined up and I'm so excited to chat with them. Thanks again for listening. Don't forget to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode to learn more about La Mezcla Más Rica. Thank you.